Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From great sex to sexual trauma, breakups and breakdowns, icky secrets and happy endings. It's the stuff that makes us human and boy do we cover it all. I'm your host Hannah Harvey, I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com, that's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S dot com. I would be very grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it means more people can find the podcast. And I also really, really, really love hearing from you. So please contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with all your stories of life and any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me and today I'm joined by live illustrator Katie Chappell. Hi Katie. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. Now Katie is a woman with lots of strings to her bow. Um, she's a live illustrator with a successful business in your own right but then you also support other illustrators and creatives through your online programs which is called The Good Ship and you do that with two other ladies is that right? Yes, that's right. I run the Good Ship illustration with Helen Stevens and Tanya Willis. Big shout um, out. Like, yeah, big shout out. They're like my, my real life pals as well. So it is, it is lovely to have that. Oh, good. Do you all live near each other? Yeah, we all live in Berwick. So it's that's how it started, actually, because we used to meet up and chat. And we were like, these chats are golden. We need to share them. And then, <laughs> you know, just when you, because you share like, not, not, not industry secrets, but you just talk about how your work's going and stuff. And as illustrators, was at home alone and stuff so it's really nice to kind of have people to share that with yeah it's like the nuggets of the nuts and bolts what you actually need um and you've got like a podcast together I was looking at that and you've got like a whole bunch of other things and you've recently had a baby in amongst it all yes (laughs) six months I have she's yes she's seven months now I don't know how it's happened time is going so fast it does yeah yeah it's just flying by I can't wait to hear like how you're managing to juggle it all but first can you remind me how we met because it was like back in the late noughties do you remember you yeah you like how did we meet and I can't actually pin down when we did meet but I know I was at college doing animation oh and then I bumped into you about maybe 10 years later even and you were doing something for thinking digital or was it thinking digital or was it ted tedx newcastle oh yeah tedx yes so that was, was like it's you yeah <laughs> is that the, so that was one where i went and i was like oh i'm gonna take my ipad and practice like drawing what people are talking about and i was drawing the talks and posting them on twitter and then the organizer was like messaged me on twitter i was like do you want to come up on stage and like show your work and i was like oh my god I thought, wasn't you were working. At that point. I thought no, you no, were no, working there and they'd employed you and you no, were... so this was like early <sighs> days just kind of seeing what it was like whether I liked graphic recording and live illustrating and yeah drawing stuff I was interested in like TED Talks. Ooh so what the hell's live illustrating? Um basically a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. What it are you doing? Words for it. <laughs> what do we do? What is this thing? Um so it's been going since, well, graphic recording is kind of the more official word for it. And it's basically turning what people are talking about into pictures and making it graphically absorbable for your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to meetings and events um, and turn 
boring it's often very boring stuff i turn boring stuff into pictures but i can't say that it's boring you're just going to make your information more accessible and engaging and memorable well um, yeah because people learn in so many different ways totally, and yeah. presumably by the time you've finished with it it's not boring at all hopefully i've done my job <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but like when i started out i was painting on windows and stuff and it, it, it sort of has evolved over time and obviously COVID and the lockdowns and everything changed how I worked and led me to where I am now. It's kind of a long journey. Yeah. So we were back in touch like this time last year because I noticed you were part of the same brainstorming thing that I was. Brainstorming? Master thing? Mastermind? I Mastermind. Know. And so you said then in 2019 you were like earning 70 pounds a week nannying and obviously it's exactly. like what four or five years later and now you're very happily living off your income doing this well various Absolutely. different things so uh, what happened how did you how did you turn it from <laughs> what happened from that to to what you're doing now that's a good question I mean when I think back to like so it was 2018, 2019, I had my nanny job and I treated my nanny job because I love working with children. I've been a nanny for years. I treated that nanny job as kind of my sugar daddy or something. Like it was just keeping me going <laughs> so that I could do what I actually wanted to do, which was illustration and creative stuff on the side. But it was like having that day job, especially because it was part time, that just covered my essentials. And it meant any money I made from illustration was like a bonus okay. or extra. Um, I think I needed to make a little bit. I think my, my goal was £400 a month to start with. Um, mm -hmm. So it gave me that freedom to just like experiment. Um, Helen has a good phrase, you know, throw enough stuff at the wall and see what sticks. So I, I was just throwing things at the wall and also figuring out what I like to do because it was like, I think when you come out of uni, well, when I graduated, I got a job as a graphic designer in-house and my lecturers were like, oh, that's incredible. You've like, this is the ultimate goal. You, you must be so pleased. It. I've made it. And, oh my God, I hated it so much. It was just like soul destroying. <laughs> Sitting in, I didn't like working nine to five. I didn't like trying to concentrate for a full day. I didn't like emailing people two meters away from me. It was just, even the lighting upset me. Yeah. <laughs> Fluorescent lights and stuff. I was like, I'm not, I'm not built for this world. So I, I was fired. And then went to work <laughs> back at my job at Lush Dun and Bathworms. I was like, this is way better than being a graphic designer. Never mind. Um, wow. I'd rather be inside. Was it Eldon Square? With no exactly. natural sunlight than in that place. <laughs> yeah, I would rather like inhale essential oils all day and talk I mean, to people. Who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and that was kind of the first chunk of like being like, this is not for me. And it was, and then I became a nanny again and it was like, so fast forward from then to 2019, meandering. Um, at that point, I was like, I'd done my master's degree. That was a big deal. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, I've got a master's degree. I feel, and that made me feel more confident. Um, and I'd met different people and I'd really got interested in like reportage, war artists and people drawing on the front line and stuff. And I was like, that's incredible that they can just create artwork on the spot and it really communicates what's going on. Oh. Um and then through that, I discovered graphic recording. And I was like, how do I even begin? Like, what even is, is this thing? And yeah. I can't remember even, it was like a little domino effect. So 
I was posting on my work online and Stella Artois saw my sketchbooks and were like, could you go to a pub in Newcastle and draw on some glasses? <laughs> like draw, you know, Newcastle skylines. And I was like, yeah, like definitely they can do that. Yeah, Will people be drinking out of them at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> so I just went on a Google mission and got the right pens practicing I was like fine sort of done it and then they were like oh that went well do you want to go to like Gloucester Bristol Cheltenham all these random places drawing on glasses um and it obviously wasn't like my ultimate dream to draw on beer glasses in pubs <laughs> with drunk people around me but it was like it was live illustration and my first kind of yeah. dabbling into it I was like this is cool there's no deadline well there is a deadline but it's, I can't procrastinate because it's happening around me yes. um and I get to travel which I love and it was exciting and well paid, which was the big difference because I'd had no idea about pricing and things before that. But I was realizing that I could charge kind of a decent chunk and like compared to nannying where I was getting £10 an hour. Yeah. Live illustrating at that time, I would get more than 10 times that. And that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, so it was like, oh my goodness, I might actually be able to make a living doing this. Now. I don't have to do it full time. Um, so it went on and after Stella Artois, I worked for Dove. They'd seen my work online um, and they had a big influencer event in London and I painted on a big window. And then from that, Nespresso saw my work for Dove and they were like, could you paint our window? So I went to London again and painted a big window for Nespresso. Um, and then in the background, people kept asking me, like, do you do, do, you do like live notes like at meetings and stuff? And I was like, I was, I was like kind of snobby about it. I was like, that is so boring. I could not lower myself to drawing at your meeting. I that mean, sounds me. like the front line though, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. So then I was like, you know what? So many people keep asking. I can't keep saying no to everyone. You know, when the universe is trying to give you a message or something. Yeah. And it's like knocking on the window and I'm like, goodbye, closing the curtains. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do one and I'll see how it goes. One. And then I can't even remember what the first one was. I think it was for Newcastle Uni or Northumbria I forget which is which um and it went really well and I really enjoyed it and then I started getting more and more bookings it was filling up and then lockdown happened and basically everything was cancelled because it was all in person um and I, I felt so panicky because I was like oh my god things were going so well and now it's not um there's nothing you know like this huge black hole of no, no work at all not even um, online I, zoom meetings or anything like that well, this is the thing. I was like, you know, these huge companies and stuff that were just employing me last week, they're still going to be having meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started like rewording how I was describing what I was doing and I researched how to make it work on Zoom. And again, had a couple of test runs with different clients, got some, you know, examples of my work. And then it picked up again, like it had been offline. And this time it picked up even more because not many people were doing the online meetings thing I think or I don't know for some reason it's got really busy and had more work than I could do and I had to have I still have a small team that I work with um so that we can cover all the meetings and yeah since then we've worked yeah exactly so so that we can be in like three places at once which is really exciting great Um, so is that your main source of income is still through all the live um illustrating and meeting work and stuff like that it is, yeah. So we have, because of, so obviously having a baby seven months ago, things have changed a lot. Um, when I was pregnant, I just went like full pelt. I'm going to do as much work as I can because yeah. I never know when I'm going to be able to work again. I didn't know like 
as like if I'm ill or if the baby's not settling or if I don't want to leave the baby like so I was really I know I was like batch worked a year's worth in six months it felt like really it was good though I enjoyed it (laughs) you're crazy did you find like um I found when I was pregnant I had well towards the end especially I suddenly had like so many ideas and so much energy and I was like right I've got to get all this stuff done did that click in for you yeah it was like nesting but in my business as well I think because even for the good ship I was like we need to write lots of emails and get them like banked up so they go out all, all summer and yeah with the the jobs and things I made sure that other illustrators had everything they needed for the jobs because there was a job happening on the day that I gave birth <laughs> I remember like had the baby I was like did the job go okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry but I'm just checking in oh wow well whilst we're on the subject then how did you prepare yourself so that you would be able to have time with the baby or did you, did you find that you were still in your business um did you have so a baby I, moon I did have a so we went on a little holiday before when I was super pregnant and towards the end of my pregnancy I took Cameron with me to any online jobs and things and it was almost like a holiday (laughs) and not online to any in-person jobs so we went to London for a really nice sort of overnight getaway and then pre-baby we went to to Yorkshire pre-baby and then when the baby when she was when she arrived I took I think it was four weeks completely off like I didn't do any work and just sort of sat around in my dressing gown enjoying the cuddles and everything that was really nice and having visitors you know it's like you get like overwhelmed with people coming to see you and cups of tea and everything um and then it was but I say that I was still I think when when you're self-employed it's so hard to do no work because I was like there was a live call for the course and I'm like the baby's sleeping I'll just pop on the live call and see what's happening (laughs) and they were like what are you doing here she's two days old get up but like it's in your house she's in the bathroom and then when she started crying I was like okay I'm gonna go now and hang up but it was I think it's just you can't completely switch off or I can't anyway well it's also your community though they're your friends like these yeah exactly they're like who wouldn't see the baby yeah like you wouldn't want to not because it's um I think when you have your own business it's like your life and your work merges to become one thing so you wouldn't not be doing those things even though you've got a baby or whatever or you're on holiday because it's your other baby exactly yeah I think like if I'd worked for a big corporate company and I was on maternity I would be like goodbye you are not seeing me at all like Uh I will not be checking emails or anything but when it's your own thing I think like my business is my first baby a little bit in a way and it's almost like sort of checking on it check it's all right (laughs) look after the new baby yeah this baby's here but what about that baby (laughs) yeah exactly but you obviously had um you know plenty of people within your business that could keep things ticking over as well which helps yes yeah and Cameron my husband he does all all like the accounting and invoicing stuff so that's super helpful and I have an assistant Emma who keeps on top of the emails and then obviously two illustrators and an animator who keep who kept the jobs going when I was completely off um excuse me and and yeah like an accountant and stuff so all I have to do really is show up and draw and that has been brilliant in maternity leave because I've well it's not maternity leave when I've got the small baby um because if there's a job it's one hour so I just make sure she's fed give her to granny or dad and then I'm like I'll be back in one hour and go do the job come back and it's 
it's not like going back to work full time it's just like nipping off for an hour here and there which I quite like yeah because I think I remember there were times when you are under a small child and you're like I really want to do this thing like for me like and I think it's something to do with the lack of time and the lack of ability to type with one hand and that kind of thing that makes you really crave that just a little bit Mm -hmm. of time to go and do something that's on my mind like writing something up or I don't know whatever it is yeah I feel like your brain changes as well it's almost like I needed to do stuff to stimulate my brain again Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just turned to mush of like just to listen to a online webinar about financial inclusion and draw the pictures I was like oh yes good my brain cells are still working (laughs) I can still do the front line yes exactly (laughs) so obviously your um your stuff with the good ship that's more along the lines of supporting people who want to get into the industry is that right that's right yes so it's illustrators at whatever bit of their career they're in so we have we kind of have like a full spectrum so there's published illustrators who are just wanting to kind of boost their portfolio or refine their work or get in touch with what they really want to be doing and then there's like complete beginners who have no formal training if you know if you're really perfectionistic and stuck in a certain way of drawing they can kind of bust you out of that and a lot of um like perfectionism stuff like being scared of starting yes. like all that all the silliness and daftness of art club can kind of bust people out of that yeah that totally links in with my word for this year which is play because I get so stuck in I want this thing to be perfect or I'll never make it so why even try that I'm like if I treat it as just a bit of play then at least it gets my foot in the door and I'm just tentatively looking around and yeah and playing makes everything easier doesn't it you're just having a laugh yeah who cares doesn't matter if nobody listens or nobody reads or it's pile of poo it's like I love it how's the word been going so far have you done things you wouldn't have done if play wasn't your word I feel like every time I do a podcast I have to go it's just for play otherwise I get really like tense (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter honestly (laughs) it's not real (laughs) it's just for play yeah um so yes it's good So um, do you have any advice for anybody who's starting out then in a creative industry? What would you kind of tell them to do to begin with, other than play? Other than play. Well, play is very important, definitely. Um, one, I think one of the things that I encourage people to do is to keep keep the day job for, for a while, like have, even if it's part-time, that just makes it so much easier on your creative work because you're not putting all this pressure on it to be a success. Yeah. And for your like own nervous system, you know that your bills are covered and you know, it's almost like that safety of the boring, was it the muggle stuff, like <laughs> the human being, pay your bills, be a sensible adult is sorted so that you can really make space for the creative stuff and having fun. And it also means if clients come to you and they say like, oh our budget is only 30 pounds you can be like all right well I can't do it I can't afford to do that but you know that you don't have to be like okay anything like I'll just take it like it get rid of gets rid of that desperate feeling yeah um so yeah that's my that that would be my advice if if somebody's starting out and wants to be an illustrator or a designer or I think anything creative a fine artist you know if you've got you know the other thing about having a day job 
is you don't have time to do the thing you want to do as much so it creates a bit of a like almost a constraint on your time so that when you actually have your time you're like so desperate to do it because you've yes. been at your day job all day being like why am I answering the phone to this or stacking these beans on a shelf or whatever it is then you get yeah. home and you can be like super creative because you've been fired up all day and you totally appreciate it don't you because you're like oh thank goodness I'm doing the thing I want to do and I have two hours to do it so I can't I can't mess around whereas if you were sat in your dressing gown all day being like right I'm going to write the novel of the century you'd never do it no I definitely would never do anything if I had all day to do it yeah it's the worst which is yeah exactly that's why I'm a live illustrator because I'm such a terrible procrastinator like I could just never do anything ever again yeah that's why I do this with the podcasting I'm like forcing myself because on the way in I'm like why am I doing this this is terrifying (laughs) Um, I've got all these fabulous people coming to speak to me and I'm just going to mess it up and I just want to sit in a cave. And it's like, it's happening. You're on the roller coaster. You've yeah. got to do it. And it's then at the end of the day, the yeah, at the end of the day, I'll be like, oh, I'm really pleased I did that. Yeah. It's like that with so yes. many things, isn't it? It's like just taking the first little step, like getting to the studio. Yeah. Booking the thing so it's happening regardless. Exactly. And then you've got other people like I've got Lewis here who's helping me and it's like, right, I have to show up. So yeah. yeah. So uh, the thing I find um is that when you're in the day to day, how do you know what to do first? Do you know what I mean? Ooh. So like do I write the blog posts or do I concentrate on social media or do I look for paid work or do I keep focusing on building the audience or should I write the book or should I focus on the podcast? You know, when you're juggling all these different bits and you're first starting out, it's just difficult to know in the here and now what you should be doing. Like, do you have a process of going right or like back in the day, did you? Definitely. So the... If I'm feeling really like overwhelmed and like, I don't even know, there's a list, like a huge brain dump list of like 12,000 things. And I'm like, I don't know where to start. Just writing, like at the top of the page, what three things would drive my business forward today? Mm. And then like three will, or at least one will pop into your head straight away as you write it down and then just have three. And I think that thing of only doing three things is amazing and a lot of the time not always you'll do the three things and then you'll be like you know what I'm kind of on a roll now I'm just going to carry on like if you if you said like draft a blog post you might be like well it's done I'm just going to post it and add some pictures and do the stuff you know so it's like just tiny little steps and tricking yourself into doing it ah getting started and then yeah. going because you can't do everything at once which is really sad because I know like when you think of all the ideas you're like I want to do them all right now I need yeah. to like yeah build an audience and write the blog post and sort my search engine op- optimization out and write a course and create this yeah it's there's not enough time in one day yeah so you, I read a really great book called um the one thing something like that oh, you yeah. probably read it it's a good one it's really good um and kind of good but it's like which one thing <laughs> so yeah yes. if I go right I'm doing a podcast I've got my blog and I need to get the search engine up on that and his the premise of his book is like choose one thing and spend four hours a day doing it but I guess mm-hmm. you need it to be broad enough so that it would cover a few things <laughs> yeah I feel like is there another one called essentialism yes. the same idea yes 
Greg it it's got a squiggle on the yeah. front and it's yellow it's a good book it's to do with like minimalization and stuff and I think yeah. with creative brains we can be quite like muddled and like mm. lots of different I mean you have things. loads of ideas yeah. yeah like having loads of ideas is a superpower and it's also kind of it can stop you doing anything because <laughs> you're like my babies look at them all I must make them all happen I can't yeah. leave any behind yeah so like yeah I think picking... there's that Pareto principle thing as well like you know 20% of your stuff creates 80% of your income so it's kind of figuring out what the 20% is because a lot of the stuff is just pointless and you don't need to worry about it like but it'd be different for everybody you know um which 20% is faffing about and which 20% is going to be the golden nuggets that yeah really counts boost. yeah and it's all trial and error at the end of the day yeah isn't it exactly. you've got to kind of approach it I guess with the idea of play and being like well I'll try all these things and a see what I really enjoy and b see what brings in money or uh, attention or whatever it is that you're trying to cultivate and given it yeah giving it a bit of time as well I think because sometimes things take a wee while and it can be like you try something it doesn't work instantly so you get fed up and you give up on it but it could be that you're just like a tiny chunk away from it working and you just yeah. never know yeah exactly I'm working on SEO related stuff at the moment where you have to write like they suggest a blog a day and they give you like Ooh. suggested titles and stuff and I'm like I couldn't physically do it anyway but they're like you know it's, it's gonna lot. take six months before you start to see results and I'm like oh that's a lot of time that's a lot <laughs> yeah. of time I don't have this time <laughs> can I really just keep churning things out for six months with no reward until six months time and it's all and about that's an interesting one isn't it because I think we're so used to like getting instant feedback aren't we with social media like you put a post out people like it straight away and I think with long form content like blogs and maybe not so much YouTube videos but you know blogs you write a blog and it's crickets nothing but you don't know who's reading it on the other side and who's Googling it to find that exact information. Well, that's the thing. And it takes time. Like I had one, it was something like mummy tummy workouts. And it got to the point where it was getting like, I don't know, tens of thousands of people clicking on it every month. Yeah. And I'm like, Amazing. oh, but it took a long time to get there. So it was maybe two years after I actually wrote it that it suddenly Google went, all right, we'll start sending you some traffic. Yeah, it's mad. Who knows how Google works? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, is it even worth it? I think it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. You just got to pick a thing and do it. Do it for a while. Uh, so I'd love to hear a little bit more to end on about kind of motherhood and how you're running a business alongside looking after your little one. Um, and obviously we've talked about the fact that you were able to take some time off. And you've got your team around you who kind of could facilitate this. But now that she's a bit older, she's not sleeping as much. Like, how are you finding this juggle of mom and work and life? And yeah, It's tricky. It has been hard. Like, I think when you're pregnant, you have this thing of like, oh, people say it's hard. They're just, they don't know. It's going to be fine. I'll be exactly the same as I was before yeah I just have a baby to sort childcare out for but then you have the baby like I don't want anybody to look after the baby just me so that's that was a shock to start with I just assumed that I would be fine to like leave the baby with people and I didn't want to do that at all for 
ages. Exactly. Like, even now, I'm like, will you be all right? I hope you're okay. But, and it's, it is getting easier as time goes on. Um, yeah. Yeah, juggle-wise at the moment, I just work way less than I used to because I used to just come to the studio and spend a whole day here. I would love to know, actually, what I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do for the whole day in the studio? Because... <laughs> now I get into the studio and I've got two hours go and it's just like the two hours are chock full of stuff and then I go home and I'm like well that's all my work done like I just I'm finished wow so I don't know I would love to know what I was faffing about with before making tea tidying yeah, surfaces Instagram cleaning yeah just anyways so that's been a nice silver lining is that I'm very efficient now because I have to be yeah um and yeah, so at the moment, the setup is that I'm with, so on a, a Monday morning, um, she's with a babysitter for a couple of hours, and that's so I can get to the studio, and that is amazing on a Monday morning to be able to go into the office as if, you know, like I did in the past, and get everything organised, email everybody, make sure the week's all organised. Um, and then the rest of Monday and Tuesday, it's me and her together, just chilling, floating around, maybe go swimming, go for a walk, it's very like relaxed and it's funny because I was a nanny for so many years I think at first it was really hard for it not to feel like work which was really weird because I was like oh I used to get paid for this and now nobody's paying me (laughs) (laughs) just have to like push the pram around for free yeah (laughs) which is a terrible attitude to have to your own child (laughs) but that's worn off now and I'm like no we can do anything we can like go in the car we can have fun it's fine yeah 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 yeah. no I totally Um, get that and and we're very lucky that Cameron's home the rest of the week. So from Wednesday onwards, there's two of us and it's much easier to be like, I'm just going to do this. So he's pops out, you know, it's more of a like even sharing then, yeah. which I like. Um, and yeah, Thursday mornings are studio time as well. But the, the other times I just try and when she's napping, I get stuff done. Or when she's asleep after 7pm, I get stuff done. After 7pm? Yeah, you're a machine. I was like, go to bed. (laughs) I literally was in bed last night at half past seven. Oh my goodness. Well, that's understandable. I was exhausted. And I was going to say, a lot of the time I don't do anything because I am just exhausted. And that's been, I think, hard to get used to because before I would just go, 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 do all the work, keep going and work to deadlines. And now I just don't want to. And also, (laughs) like, if she's been not sleeping very well or anything, I just can't. Like, I'm just exhausted yeah have no bandwidth left for anything mm-hmm. so that's yeah it's, it is it's been like tough and interesting and fun all at the same time yeah that pretty much sums up motherhood <laughs> yeah <laughs> and life. every time i'm like i'm like oh cool we've got it sorted like she's sleeping and this is easy and then it'll change immediately yeah. so there's no every point. week is different yeah for sure like there'll be a wonder week or the teething or and then all of a sudden, yeah. a little rays of sunshine again, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and then you really appreciate it. Like, oh, you're so content. Yes. And everyone's like, isn't she a happy baby? And you're like, you didn't see this her week. in the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so top tips for staying sane? I don't think there are. I don't think I'm sane. There's no tips. Just exist. There's no tips. Just like, oh. Yeah, people, no, I think actually 
People told me horror stories the whole time I was pregnant about how terrible the newborn stage was and how I was going to get postpartum depression and it was going to be horrendous and I was so ready for it. I was like, okay, the newborn's here. Bring on the terrible depression and the hating my life. And I was like, and then I felt really, so I had a flip side thing of like feeling really guilty about how much I was enjoying it and how lovely it was because I was like, I'm not supposed to be enjoying this because everybody said it was going to be horrible. So I would say like, don't listen anybody there don't let people tell you anything. any stories when you're pregnant yeah just oh god it. i know i avoided all of that because i just thought yeah. it, it's gonna be what it's gonna be and if i find you know you you don't know until it, you're in it yeah you can't prepare exactly. for it because it is you know it is exhausting at times and it is tiring but there's so many rewards to it too yeah. and also like each baby's different i mean yeah. you figured that out was having two mine were exactly the same what were they? Oh, they really weird. <laughs> they were like literally the same baby. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you got to practice one. Like you know, neither of them slept very well, but it was fine. That's right. You get through it. Oh well, yeah. thank you so much. That's been absolutely fascinating. And this has been lovely. Thank you for having me. See you. Lovely to see you too. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. It would be wonderful if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, then please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through either Instagram at Mumsdays or through my website, mumsdays.com.